What is up, Project Unifam? Ladies and gentlemen, hello. That's right. We are back with you again. I mean, just ready to go. You know, it's uh, it's 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night. I'm tired because my church has been doing VBS all week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we're, we're here to, to bring in some knowledge and some truth. So, Christian, how you doing, man? Yeah, you know, I'm tired as well. It is currently 10, 18 over here in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh we have camp this week, and so it, it is always a busy season, but uh, we're making it. We're persevering. It's been a fun ride so far, so week eight. Yeah, so y'all are still doing good camp. progress. Almost done. Okay. We are. We have three weeks left, and then family camp after that. There you go. Yeah, I think Southland yeah. is, is almost done, if not done, at this point. No, uh, they're, I think they're done, yeah. Yeah. Boy, they, I'm telling you what, they, <laughs> I love Southland, but like Mike Herbster was like, he was trying to see what the limit was on capacity and was like trying to push that as much as he could. Cause they had 10, <laughs> like, so they had the like trailers that the oil field stays in, you know what I'm talking about? Like the Connex trailers, okay. they had 10 of those that they had on premises for the adults to stay in. They hit record numbers wow. like week after week. It was it was just insane. Yeah. It was awesome though. I mean, the whole time you'd have never known that they were past their usual capacity because they they handled it with poise. I commend Mike Herbster for that, man. I am very. I was very happy to hear about their record breaking week. I was. I love Southland. I love Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike Herbster. Yeah, the goat. Dude. The goat of camp. So tonight we are going to be looking at another. I think very popular misused and it's not even a verse it's a saying that has stemmed from a verse uh actually yeah. quite a few verses from from the gospels uh so i I, th I think this is just as much misquoted from culture like secular culture than it is from the church it is yes. definitely misquoted by the church but i do also think it is equally as misquoted from culture uh from the secular world that we see oh yeah absolutely absolutely uh and for the listeners who are probably wondering what verse are they talking about uh we're not necessarily talking about a verse which is we will look at the verses but we're looking at yeah. the whole only god can judge uh and the the verses that it stems from is matthew 7 1 so the verse that it stems from is from matthew 7 1 it says judge not that you be not judged or you could go into Luke 6.37 where it says, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Uh, so somehow society has turned this, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the whole society thing. But I, I've got to admit, there are a lot of, a lot of church people that, that use this as well or say yes. only God can judge. And most of the time it's so they can justify uh, their way of sin. Uh, yes, you know, true. and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that you are a horrible person. If you use that only God can judge. I'm not saying that 
your sin is, it may be different by action than my sin, but in the eyes of God, it's no different. Uh, so you're no better, no worse than me. I'm no better, no worse than you. But we have got to stop misusing that. We've got to mis- stop misunderstanding what that means. The judge not that you be not judged. Okay. That's not telling you you cannot judge people. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, <gasps> how could he say that? But you have to comprehend. It says judge not that you be not judged. You don't need to be judging people on things that that you're doing as well. You know, and it goes with the whole hypocrisy of the world and the church. But, you know, I, I want to point out John seven twenty four because Jesus also says, now Jesus was the one that says, judge not that you be not judged. But then he also says in John seven twenty four, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Or in other versions, it says judge with righteousness. Uh, so when we judge somebody, we should be judging them in the mindset of Christ. We shouldn't be judging them in like, oh, can you believe what they're doing? Blah, blah, blah. We need to be judging them in a almost in a rebuking manner. Like we should we should go to them and try and and help them get past it. I think a lot of it has to do with trying to admonish them to restoration. I think whenever we try, whenever we judge just to judge, then that's wrong judgment. Absolutely. It's, I'm going to go ahead and read that passage, actually, because I'm going to make a couple statements off of it. Okay. Uh, Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others, and you will be measured by the same measure that you use. And I'll pause right there. This just totally explains what we're trying to talk about. Whenever you judge, you will be judged by that same standard that you judge others. That is what Jesus is saying here. So whenever you judge... Be ready to be judged that same way. Exactly. Verse 3, why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look that there is a beam in your own eye? Hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. First, take the beam of wood out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the little splinter out of your brother's eye Do not give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs or they will trample them under their feet. Turn and tear you to pieces. This is this is this is all from the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus is speaking in Matthew five through uh, I think goes to end of seven. Yeah, but this is essentially Jesus saying whenever you judge someone, be ready to get that same measure of judgment back to you. If Absolutely. you judge someone, if you judge someone and expect them not to come back and judge you when you're doing wrong, then you might as well not even judge anyone. Because you have this wood, beam of wood in your eye that you're judging the little splinter in someone else's eye. Exactly. And if you're not if you're not ready to receive the judgment or admonishment of someone else, don't even think about giving out admonishment or judgment to anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I was talking about this before we started recording. You know, uh, James 4.12 speaks of there only being one lawgiver and judge. Now, people, when we talk about God judging, we're talking about 
glorification, end times, however you want to look at it. Uh, we're talking about judgment of all sin. But you cannot sit there and say only God can judge or you can't judge me. Uh, when we're talking about daily life, that's how we hold each other accountable is we judge yeah. the sin in our life. But like Christian said, you don't do it just to judge them, just to say, oh, well, I can't believe you're doing this. Because like the verse talks about the beam of, of wood in your eye while you're judging the splinter in another. Like you have to understand your sin is absolutely no different than anybody else's. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, it may be different in action. Y'all may be doing different sins, but you're, are, you are just as guilty of sin as the next. So that yeah. reverts back to John seven twenty four. It says, do not judge by appearances, but judge with righteous judgment. Do you think Christ didn't judge people? He did, but he was righteous in his judgment. He was perfect. Mm -hmm. And as a Christian, which means Christ-like, don't you think we should have Christ in our mind as we are casting judgment upon people and things? One thing you need to realize, like, so there is a pattern with this series that we're going through. You'll notice that a lot of these misused verses all boil down to your mentality. And mm -hmm. mentality is key in any aspect of life. It's no different, like, if you go into work and you go in with a bad mentality you're going to have a bad day. You're going to make the day bad for other people. So your spiritual life is no different. It's all about mentality. So when you are in the middle, like when you are casting judgment upon whether it's the sinner or the sin, you need to be righteous in your judgment because you need to remember you are not perfect. What is, uh, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, what does Jesus say? Uh, he who have no sin cast the first stone, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, no, we shouldn't judge people. We should be judging the sin, not the sinner. But if you are judging somebody, like do it with the right mindset. Do it with righteous judgment. Like do it out of yeah. adoration, not uh not anger or, or malice or you know, you should always judge somebody because you love them and you want them yeah. to be better. Don't judge them to tear them down. That's not <laughs> what the Bible's about, like at all. You know? Yeah. I can't stand hearing people say only God can judge. That is yeah. like, uh, let's add it to the list of Andrew's pet peeves. It's a long list. I understand, but man, and people who use it, like I always ask them, well, where does that come from? And most of them will tell you the Bible. And I'm like, okay, well we're at in the Bible, you know? And it's just, man, Ooh, Andrew, this is something that I've learned, uh, Reese, like, I guess put to practice recently. I was doing some study on First Corinthians, and in chapter five, a lot of this is where I stand now on like sexuality stuff like that. Um, but in First Corinthians five, I want to go read the passage from nine through thirteen. Paul says, "I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world." or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. Otherwise, Gentiles will be Gentiles. There's going to be sin in this world. Uh, he didn't write this letter not to, not to associate with the sexually immoral people of the world. But verse 11, But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, or an idolater, or verbally abusive, or a drunkard, or a swindler. 
do not even eat with such people, people in the church that are doing this. Yeah. Verse 12, for what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? What business is it of mine to judge the people that are sexually immoral out in the world? What business is it of mine? That's not me talking. That's Paul talking. What business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are outside. God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. And for me, this this is, has helped me a lot with my view of homosexuality, with all that stuff that goes on out in the secular world, that I don't need to judge these people. God's going to do that. Yeah. Gentiles are going to be Gentiles. I can't expect people that are unsaved to act like they're saved. That's not possible. They can't. They don't have the Holy Spirit live inside of them. They can't do that. Yeah. So what business is in mind of people who don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them to judge them like they do have the Holy Spirit inside of them? Yeah. And so whenever I look at the world today and I see the immorality that is going on, I'm like, man, it makes my heart break even more because I know that God will judge them. It's not by my business too, but I know that God will. And that gives me more of a compassion on them to bring them to a knowledge of Christ, yeah, to absolutely. restore them, to restore them to a true moral understanding of what sexuality is. It is very important that us as Christians today, whenever we see someone that's in the world that is living a immoral lifestyle to, I mean, invite them for dinner at your house, get to know them. Don't automatically judge them because that's not, that's not our business to, as Paul says, that's not our business to judge those people, but bring them in and show them what the gospel is. Share with them. And if they don't accept, they don't accept, Yeah, but at least be that light that they can see that it may pay dividends in a year, maybe 15 years. I don't know, but God can definitely use someone who is willing to bring someone uh, to a, to to a knowledge of the gospel, it is it is important that we do that. Absolutely, Christians already have a bad enough rap of being judgmental people, and it's it. And this is it bothers me because we go on Facebook and put this Bible verse of like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, and we act like this one Bible verse is going to fully just change their mind about everything. Yeah. Like it, it bothers me so much whenever Christians just angrily put a Bible verse up and I'm like, what good do you think this is going to do? Yeah. Like if you really want to see someone restored private message them and ask for a phone call or for coffee or for lunch. Yes. Don't just think you're all that and post a Bible verse and think it's going to fix everything because it's not. Get in the lives of these people. Yeah, I mean, anger only fuels anger. Yeah. You know, hate only fuels hate. You know, Christians, we already have a bad enough rep of being judgmental people. Yeah. Even though a lot of times we're not. And I try to explain to, you know, some people I talk to that I invite to church are like, oh, well, I won't go to church. There's too many judgmental people uh, in church. And I'm like, okay, do you ever go to Walmart? And they're like, yeah. I was like, do you think people are judging you in Walmart? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, do you ever go to a restaurant? Well, yeah. Do you think people are judging you when they see you in a restaurant? Well, yeah, probably. I said, do you do you not go to Walmart then, or do you not go to the restaurant? And they're like, no, I still go. Okay. Well, it, it's all about you don't need to be there for the people. You need to be there for God. But at the same time, we need to stop wasting time 
judging people and and being hateful yeah. towards sinners and people who are lost and like focus on just loving them yes yes it's a saying that you hear all the time it's like just love everybody and let god sort it out later mm-hmm. you know like he's going to sort it out so why waste your time sitting there being hateful or being negative or being judgmental to people and leaving that bad taste in their mouth yeah you know wouldn't you rather be with somebody who's living in sin, no matter what it is, someone who's lost and flourish them with love, no matter what. And then whenever God, cause God will make the truth known to them, like in his time, whether you're, you're rude or nice to them is not going to change God's timing of when and if the truth will be shown to them. And, and let's be truthful in America, the truth will be known to them. So would you rather, Focus yourself on on hateful judgment, on wrongful judgment of these people. And then when God does show the truth, they're still reserved about it because of that bad taste that you've left in their mouth? Or would you rather shower them with love and them probably God's word will show through that and they'll be like, wow, you know, God really is like God really does love me uh, no matter what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Like. positive power positive actions like that's a testimony to god so if you're being negative and and you're casting judgment on the lost in a negative way uh you know outright to where they see it like or even at all it's it's not helping the cause of christ so why are we wasting our time doing it at the end of the day do you think how you talk or how you feel about a person, do you think that's going to stop them from sleeping that night? No. All it's doing is getting you riled up. So why are we wasting our time doing it? You know, like let's shower love to everybody. Like I understand you mess up. Hey, I mess up too. I try and tell everybody that I talk to talk about God with, I'm like, listen, like I'm not perfect by any means, you know, like I still have my daily vices that I'm, I deal with. Listen, I'm here to love you because I can't sit here and say I'm better than you because I'm not. We as as believers, and I'm not even going to say the church, but we as believers, we help tarnish that name that, that we have of being judgmental. You know, and it's because we yep. do cast judgment in the wrong way a lot of times. We as believers, we have got to correct that. You know, like we individually, I can't say as a whole, like I can't go out there and throw a week long revival on just casting right judgment. I mean, you could, but it starts individually. Like we individually have to do it. Like I have to wake up and and listen, Christian, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some breaking news out there. You ready? I'm, I think I'm, I think so. I have judged people in the wrong way. I have judged people in the wrong way, Marshall. I know. Oh, <laughs> way to ruin that. I'm just kidding. But I'm I'm guilty of it. You know, I think everybody's guilty yeah. of it. But it's that sure. it's that accountability that you have to take within yourself to say, hey, listen, this is not godlike. I've got to stop doing this. Yeah. So Andy Stanley said had a quote, and he said, "People that weren't like Jesus liked Jesus, and he liked them back." And that that goes right with how Jesus ate was eating and drinking with the publicans and sinners. You happy? <laughs> Bro, my mouth is so dry. I was trying to hold <laughs> off, but then I was like, you know, I just got to do it. And if we're going to do it, we might as well own it. Might as well. So, sorry, I just got to get a drink, but keep going. That's okay. But how Jesus is eating and drinking with the publicans and sinners, and 
like that was unheard of for anyone that was in like a religious sphere to do anything like that. He went to the, he went to some like through Samaria, like that is unheard of for a Jew to do that. Like he he went to these places that Jews judged for years, generations, but he went there purposely to make his gospel known. And that is exactly what we should be doing. Absolutely. People that weren't like Jesus, they liked him. He had good news. Yeah. He healed. He cast out demons. He did miracles. They liked him. Yeah. But the awesome part is that Jesus liked him back. The people that turned away from Jesus, he still loved him. The people that put Jesus on the cross, he still loved him. This radical love is something that we as Christians today have to get back. Because if we don't, we have no chance of bringing a true, lasting name to this thing we call Christianity. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to die, because I do believe that God will build his church and that the Gitzfeld won't prevail against it. But we will tarnish the name of Christ if we keep on this sphere of hating people inside our own church, being upset with a pastor just because he said something you didn't like, just because he preaches too long, just because you don't like the way he likes his music, the way if we like, and we've talked about all these disagreements before. Oh yeah. But what we have to get back to is the love that Jesus exhibited here on earth. If we don't get back to that, I don't know. It's the future hold. We had to get back to being more like Jesus. That's all I'm trying to say. What is that old saying that that they always say? uh, The main reason why the Jewish elders didn't like Jesus because he ate or he hung out with sinners. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. Ultimately, like we all have to get back to being more Christ-like, more Christ-centered in our daily life. We could tell you that till we're blue in the face. Like, we could bring that up every episode. Oh, for sure. And it, and it won't make a difference, but uh, unless you make it a difference. You just have to understand, like, yes, and, and right now, like, I'm, I'm speaking to, to Christians. Uh, you know, if you're lost and you're listening to this podcast, hey, welcome. We're glad you joined us. I, I hope you stay tuned. Uh, hear some truth. Uh but like right now I'm talking to Christians. Listen, just because Jesus gave us the authority to judge, it's somewhere in the epistles of Paul. He talks about like, we're going to judge angels and stuff like that. You know, like just because Jesus gives us the authority to judge does not make us more righteous than people. So if that's your mentality, like we got to cut that at the source. You're not, that does not make you more righteous than somebody else. In the back of your mind, in the front of your mind, in the sides of your mind, that if Christ was not above hanging out with sinners, washing feet, eating with sinners, you know, sitting down with with the the Samaritan woman, if he was not above doing all that, we should not either. Because he was more righteous than us. And he humbled himself enough to do those things. We should humble yep. ourselves. Being humble, like, I want to make a shirt that just says humbled. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we have got to be humble in our lives. We've got to yep. stop. Like, listen, I understand. We're promised a lot more than a lost person is. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we have eternal life. They don't. But there's still time for them to get that eternity. So let's yeah. not ruin our chances of, of helping them, helping, you know, and I know God doesn't need help, but he puts us on this earth to, to spread the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he puts us here to help them, even though he doesn't need help. You know, let's let's get that clear. God doesn't need help with anything. But why would we ruin our chances by acting that way? So non-believer, if, if you're still with me, listen, I got your back, man. I do. But if you're one of the, the few people, and I say few, uh, hypo, or, you know, uh, jokingly, that uses the term only God can judge, my brother or my sister, listen, educate yourself. Because God is not the only one that can judge. He's the only one who does last judgment. But Christ himself has given people authority to, to judge as well. But don't let the, the sour few who judge in the wrong way don't let them ruin the chances to build relationships for the ones who do uh, judge in the right way. Like, I, I don't know how else to motivate. I just, I want people to to fully grasp onto the fact that there are good people out there. You know, like, there are yeah. good Christians out there, believe it or not. Don't let uh, mainstream media dictate your opinion of your daily Christian. Okay, mm-hmm. if you really want to know what daily Christians are like, and and right now, uh, you know, I spoke to the Christian a little bit. Let me speak to the non-believer real quick, Christian, if you don't mind. If you want to get to know what a daily, a real, down-to-earth Christian is like, go to church. Don't worry about the ones who are looking at you weird. Find the ones like Christian's dad, Earl Sides. Uh, when I walked into Calvary in two thousand and eight with my tattoo showing and big gauges in my ear. And he walked up to me and did not shake my hand. No, Earl Sides gave me a big hug and introduced himself and made me feel like he truly cared that I was there. Like, not just in general that people were there, but he made me feel like he truly cared that I was there. And when I would miss, he would come up to me the next time I was there and make sure I knew he knew I was not there for the last couple weeks. Those people exist in the church, non-believer. And you need to go find those people in the church and cling to them. Don't worry about yeah. the ones who are looking at you weird. God's going to deal with them later. Okay? Yeah. Because their heart's not right with God. Okay? And yep. they're probably dealing with some sin that may be worse than the sin you're dealing with by society standards. You know? And they're yeah. judging to try and justify themselves in their mind about their exactly. sins. Don't focus on them. You know, focus on the, the, the Earl sides of the world, you know, and that's what I strive to be. You know, I'm not going to lie, Christian. I had, uh, I mean, all throughout my ministry, you know, I've had, uh, homosexual youth in my youth group and, and I've had people come to me and ask me, you know, how can you, how can you sit there and not want to correct them? And I look at them, I say, you know, I could do it, but what good would it do if I made them feel this big? By telling them what the Bible says. I said, what I'm doing, instead of talking to them about their sin, I'm trying to show them how to correct their sin by action. I'm showing them love. No matter what their decisions are, I said, now, and there was there was one youth that come to me and was really battling the fact that they were, uh, had those feelings. You know, and, and then I sat down with them, with their parent, and and I went through it with them. You know, I explained to them, listen, this is, they were worried about, well, can can a gay person go to heaven 
And, you know, we talked about this before, not without getting, you know, too deep into the situation. Uh, yeah. The reason why I don't preach on whether they go to heaven or hell is because I don't know for sure. Because if you go off Old Testament, it says one thing. You go off New Testament, it says another. But at the end of the day, and this goes for any sin, okay? We're, we're going to step off of homosexuality altogether, and we're just going to look at all of sin, okay? Yeah. What does it matter if you go to heaven or hell? If a sin keeps you out of heaven, what does it matter if you're still doing that sin? If you acknowledge that what you're doing is a sin, no matter what it is, then you need to be worried about getting that sin right because whether it keeps you out of heaven or not, and the whole the whole issue stems, Christian, from the fact that you know other sinners can still go to heaven and be sinners, but they always wonder about, well, why does homosexuals automatically go to hell? And I don't know that. You know, I don't know if they do. But at the same time, no matter what the sin is, like if you're living in sin, you don't need to be okay with living in sin. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. just what that is. Like whether it's the homosexual or the drunk or or the adulterer or the murderer or the, the thief, it doesn't matter what the sin is. If you're living in sin, you should not be okay with living in sin. And therefore, we as Christians don't need to be judging those people because just because you're judging the thief and and you're drinking a bottle of wine a day or, or drinking a case of beer a day and, and you're neglecting your family because you have an alcohol problem, like, you don't need to be judging the thief if you're dealing with this sin yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it, it's not furthering anything. It's actually pulling you further away from God. We need to be righteous in our judgment, and, that, and that's what it goes back to. Uh, we could keep circling back to the same thing, guys, but... No matter what you judge, you need to be righteous in your judgment. Don't be judging people if, if you know, what is it? People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, have compassion. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Like, have compassion on people. Where is yeah. compassion gone, Christian? Like, in the world today? Where is it gone? I saw a New York Times post, uh Washington post. that said, fear is just the new daily normal. And I mean, it's true. Like people just live in fear now. Yeah. The only thing that can help is the hope of Jesus. And that's, that's what it all comes back to, you know? So, Hey, but listen, we shouldn't have fear. You know why? Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done, sir. Very well done. <laughs> Great. Uh, but man, I, you know, I'm excited about this series. I really am because we started off talking about, the misused quote of only God can judge. And it somehow barreled us down deeper into the, to the root of the problem. Like, I love what God can do because, uh, when I was going over, you know, what I wanted to discuss about this topic, like I never would have thought we'd ended up here in the conversation for sure. But like, I, I, agree. I love the fact that we did because like we got real, you know, and, and I don't think I was too harsh. Was I? No. Okay, good. Because I don't listen, people. I don't want to come off harsh. I don't want to come off mean. I don't want to come off as if I am casting judgment on you because I'm not. I don't. I don't want you guys to think that you know. Not even for the sake of getting canceled. Like I'll get canceled over what I believe, but I just need you to to grasp on to the the truth, the word of God. Don't grasp on to man what man says. Don't grasp on to to man's ideology. Like grasp on to the word because. Christian Sides, Andrew Lawrence, and Marshall Stepp 
will steer you wrong a million times. Okay? Oh, yeah. Through this whole podcast, however long it stems, this podcast could only go one more week or this podcast could go 20 more years. Like, however long it is, we were gonna, we will steer you wrong a million times, but the Word of God will never steer you wrong. And that's why we try and, and focus this podcast on the Word of God. Because I can tell you what I believe, and I'll be a wrong 99 times out of 100. But the Word of God is never wrong. So when somebody says, you know, only God can judge, go to the Scriptures. Find out if only God can judge. You know, that's what me and Christian did. We went to the scriptures. We saw in, in points of where Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. You know, where people say, oh, you shouldn't judge people. We went to the scriptures and we said, okay, well, it doesn't necessarily say not to judge, but it just says, be careful on how you judge because you'll be judged the same way. And then I went to John and found the verse where it says, uh, don't judge on appearances, but have uh, judge, what is it? In, have righteous judgment. You know what I'm saying? Go to the scriptures, people. Don't rely yeah. on me and Christian to go to the scriptures for you every week. <laughs> Do it on your own time, people. Okay? We're busy people. <laughs> if you can't if you can't get your answers in the 45 minutes that we give you on this podcast, I suggest you go to Google. Because Google never closes. Fair. That's fair. Dude, I can turn on captions. What? You can oh. turn captions on this. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been another weekly dosage of your weekly prescribed Project Unified brought to you by none other than your favorite doctor of the world, Dr. Andrew Lawrence. Wait a second. Marshall, Andrew, I want to ask, can you spell dosage? D-O-S-A-G-E. Okay. I just want to make sure. (laughs) That's the word you have. Like, that's the word you picked? (laughs) Dosage? I mean, I... I mean, he couldn't spell it. That's why he asked. He couldn't spell it. That's why he asked. I'm looking at it right now. If he still has the captions on, the captions sometimes won't spell what Uh, you say correctly. I think that's why he was asking. Did I spell it correctly? Yeah, it it started with a B on this. Bosage. 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 Yeah. Okay. Bosage. But no, Sorry, go ahead, Marshall. It's been brought to you by your your favorite doctor, man, Dr. Andrew Lawrence. PSA, people, in all the countries, states, and territories that you listen in he is not a real doctor at all in anything i promise christian tell them people who i am the dr andrew the dr andrew dr andrew lawrence no that's right there you go but anyways guys listen hang in there with us we're going to go through another verse next week we're going to debunk it and teach you how not to misuse it but anyways in front of me is christian Beside me is always the professor. Marshall. And I'm the guy that keeps messing this podcast up. Your boy, Andrew. We love you and we're out. Bye. Peace.